Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, episode 14 of Off the Edge. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cam Stradamus, Cam Lynch. And, uh, man, you know, we, uh, we've been running through all of these um, divisions like crazy. I mean, we've had a chance to get into all of them. And uh, for the most part, I mean, we've still got plenty left. But today we're going to be talking about the AFC East. We just did the NFC East. If you haven't checked it out already, be sure to send yourself over there after this and check that out. Yeah. Um, but Cam, I'm pretty excited. I yeah. mean, I covered the Jets last year. Okay. So I, I know a, a thing or two about what the Jets are looking for. Mm-hmm. But I live in the East, my guy. Like, I, you <laughs> know, like going back to back with the, these East uh, divisions, I feel very in tune with right now. Yeah. this It's going to be a juicy division, my guy. I mean, you talk about the Bills, you talk about the Dolphins. Uh, the Jets. I mean, I mean, even the Pats, right? Like, it's it's a it's exciting division. The Jets might have the most hype, right? After the you know before the draft, after the draft, just because of the Aaron Rodgers piece. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to talk about. And then the Miami Dolphins, what are they going to do, right? They got the Jalen Ramsey. Are they going to are they going to go to the Super Bowl this year, right? Everyone wants to know: Is it going to be the Dolphins? Is it going to be the Jets? It's going to be one of these one of these teams in this group here. So. I'm happy to talk about it as well, Jake. Um, some of these players that were selected, some great stories. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the Dolphins, we're going to have to just figure it out as we go because they didn't draft much. So, uh, I mean, they might they might hit on some picks, but we'll get into it. Uh, before we do, just letting you know that betonline.eg is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, uh, we're going to start alphabetical. We're going to go with the Buffalo Bills here. And their draft uh, started off with a little bit of a bang. They made a, an interesting you know, trade up. Obviously, they didn't go up too far. Uh, but they did go up to snag Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, a, a guy that you and I talked about on Believe in Rams that, hey, you know, the Rams were looking at trading up to get him. There were a lot of other teams that were interested. Uh, it was pretty obvious early on that he was going to be the first tight end off the board, and the Bills weren't going to wait and find out, right? So, they, you know, they weren't yeah. going to F around and find out. They were just <laughs> like, you know what, we're going to get our guy, and we're going to feel good about it. And yeah. Dalton Kincaid, man, is a big slot receiver. He's a developmental blocking tight end, but he can help you right away in the, in the you know, the receiving game. He's going to be their number two option, I think. I think he honestly passes Gabe Davis, but really like that pick. Osiris Torrance. A little surprise. He he fell. I had him going in the first round, as you know. Uh, he ends up falling to pick 59. 
Uh, so that was a little, I mean, that's a great pick. Dorian Williams, you literally compared to Tremaine Edmonds on our show. Yeah. Uh, and Cam Stradamus, once again, uh, the Bills thought so too, apparently, because <laughs> they went out and they used him to replace Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, then they go out and get Justin Shorter, who was the number one target for Anthony Richardson at Florida. They got him in the fifth round. Good blocking wide receiver. Um, and then the seventh, I thought they really nailed it. Alex Austin has great tape for a seventh round corner, uh, yeah. much better in the seventh round corner. Really liked him coming out of Oregon state. And then Nick broker who could play tackle or guard cam. I, dare I say this was an a minus draft. Mm, I like it. Uh, I, I got an a from as well. Jake, the way that they started, they started off strong with Dalton Kincaid. You know, we talk about receivers and a lot of times our notes next to them are throw the ball up. Dalton Kincaid. I, I think we talked about him before. I, I do have that Kelsey, that that Kittle dynamic of uh, explosiveness ability. Not uh, let me just rephrase this. We talk about the Aaron Donalds. We talk about some of these Hall of Fame players, as in Kittle and whatnot. We're not saying that they're going to have that same season. We just see some of the flash and the excitement that we see out of these these Hall of Fame football players in the pros. So Dalton Kincaid. He has that wow factor. When you cut on Travis Casey, Kelsey's tape, he's hurdling people. He's spinning. He's juking. He's running through people. Dalton Kincaid will give you that. I mean, my man hurdled someone, right? Like, he is super athletic. You talk about a big slot receiver. He is that. And so, Dalton Kincaid, stay healthy. He's going to rock out for the, for the rest of this year. And, Jake, we talked about this when it comes to Josh Allen. They told him at the, the executive meetings or whatever that was, the owner's meetings, they were like, hey, coming out of this – Josh Allen's going to have to stop running the ball so much. He's going to have to pass. He's going to have to start sliding. Well, they backed him up, right? They said, hey, we need Josh, we need you to change your game, and we're going to support you in your game and help changing that. So they got Dalton Kincaid, so someone to throw, for him to throw the ball to. So shout out to the Bills on that. That's why they get that A. They're addressing their needs. And then, like you mentioned, Osiris, I mean, that's a big boy, Jake. I mean, on my notes, I have wide body. Like, that is a wide body <laughs> guy. Um, you know, I'm sure he can step in and play center maybe if he wants to. But, I mean, Jake, just the way he moves, his base, his center is just – it's it's solid. Uh, against the bull rush, he doesn't get moved. So, like you said, the fact that he fell at this point, the Bills are like, hey, come on, come on, come on with us because – um, they got a great quarterback that they're going to protect, and they're backing him up through this. And then back to Dorian Williams, Jake, dreadhead Rasta, um, you know, big linebacker, fast linebacker, um, and we, we just talk about the void that he's filling. It's it's a it's a big void. It's a and that's a leadership position. You know, your linebacker is your quarterback of your defense. So Dorian Williams will be able to step in um, and play at that position. We talk about him replacing Edmonds. That's a big loss, but I think Dorian that's a major gain there. And then. Going back to our guy, uh, Shorter, coming out of Florida. We got two Florida guys from the Buffalo Bills, right? <laughs> coming from that hot weather now, going up to the cold. Um, Shorter. He, he, I don't envy them. <laughs> no, not at all, right? You kind of want you want it to be reversed sometimes. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, I don't live in Buffalo, thank God. Uh, that's like, what, six hours away. And it, the coldest day of my life was going to uh, Ralph Wilson. But, yeah, I don't envy them at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure being Florida guys, they're probably like, dang, like, but they might go to the playoffs, Jake. They might see the Super Bowl, so they'll suck it up. <laughs> That's true. Go. There you go. But then, yeah, going back to our corner there, Alex Austin, um, he's aggressive. Jake, he is an aggressive guy. Uh, he's He plays with an edge. Uh, we talk about off the edge show. 
he's an off the edge type guy. Um, you can see him blitzing. You can see him doing a lot of things, and I think he'll be dynamic in that Buffalo Bills defense. So, a for me as well, Jake. Yeah, I I really thought they they just knocked it out of the park, uh, considering the fact they didn't have a fourth round pick, right? Um, you know, and, and it's just sometimes you know we talked about it before, so I don't want to have people coming at us and be like, "Wait, you gave us a lesser grade because we didn't have as many picks." Yeah, but you didn't really hit on those picks. You know, the Bills did. So, I mean, now they're going to have to open up their own law firm and uh, Dawson, Dalton, and Davidson uh, because, you know, they got Dawson Knox in there. They got Zach Davidson. Uh, hell, you know, you have Quentin Morris. So uh, it, it's a pretty loaded tight end room. Um, but I really like what they did. Torrance can start day one. And if they like Ryan Bates more. They like McGovern more, Mitch Morse more fine. Uh, they, they have David Edwards as well. They have broker who they got, who can play, you know, four out of five positions. It's exa- exactly the type of draft that you want. If you're a bills fan, because you're not trying to go crazy. You don't need to go for that big splash play. Although they kind of did that with Kincaid. Um, they just, they got better cam. And when you're talking about a team that, you know, it just continues to fall short of, of the big goal every year. You know, you got to get better in the draft. And I thought they did that. Yep. Yep. And I, I know when it go back to the Dorian Williams talking about being the centerpiece of the defense, the bills went up and trade and they, they went to trade to get him. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do and what that looks like. Is he going to be like the Edmonds brother? I'm not sure. Right. Is he going live, to live to that potential? We don't know. Uh, Edmonds was 6'5". He's not. He's 6'2". So it's a different ball player, but similar style. So Bills, like you said, they get an A. Um, do they? How far do they go this year, Jake? They've been so close. They've been so close to beating Kansas City, right? Can they turn a corner with some of these picks? We'll have to wait and see. It, it's going to be interesting because uh, the next team, they're, they're definitely going to be a lot better this year. Okay, They go out, they get Jalen Ramsey, like you mentioned. Even last year, at the end of last year, at the deadline, they uh, you know they go out and they trade for Bradley Chubb. It's the reason why they didn't have a first round pick this year, um, and they also they they don't have a first round pick for that reason, and they also don't have a first round pick because uh, of course the tampering thing uh, with Tom Brady. So um, they didn't pick until the fiftieth pick, yeah, and they come away with Cam Smith, who I thought was a first round talent. So. Nice job, Miami. You get a guy that has that kind of fire, that the the swag. I think that you have with with Ramsey, with you know X Howard, and so I think he'll fit in there like a glove, honestly. Um, and then at eighty four, you know, because you trade the seventy seventh pick to the Rams for Ramsey, which obviously you won that trade. I don't have to tell you that, but um, <laughs> uh, Davon Achain, right? You know, when you look at, um, you know, their running back room, they brought a lot of guys back, but is there one guy that you look at and you're like, yep, that guy is definitely the go-to number one guy. I don't really think so. Right. I mean, Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Salvin Ahmed, uh, Miles Gaskin. I mean, those are, it sounds to me like they have a bunch of scat backs. I mean, yeah, that's, you yeah. know, so it's like you have a, a running back room with a bunch of scat backs and you could argue, you know, Devon A. Chain isn't as big as some of the other backs, but I think he goes right in there and he can easily compete for that number one spot. Won't be surprised if he gets it. He's a hell of a player coming out of Texas A&M, my fifth overall running back in this draft. 
and uh, one of the fastest players in the draft, regardless of position. Um, so I thought that was a great pick. Higgins, Elijah Higgins, wide receiver from Stanford. He's somebody might take a couple of years. People forget about him, but I like this pick. You can develop him. Uh, he has some tools, and he makes some really nice catches outside of his frame. And then Ryan Hayes, uh, just a, a solid pick in the seventh round. Some had him going a little bit higher. Uh, he adds some depth to that tackle room. So all in all, you only have four picks. Um, the Higgins Hayes picks, I'm not going to, you know, trash. Obviously they're sixth and seventh rounds and they both have, you know, some upside there with Higgins. Ryan Hayes is just kind of, you know, he's kind of there, but Cam Smith and Devon H and Cam, I'm going it, to, it, it's, it's tough. Cause they only have four picks. I'm going to give them a B just because like we can fit the, I'll give them a B plus. No, I'll stick to B because they only have four picks. But one of those, the reason is because they traded, to, you know, they got Chubb, they got Ramsey. I don't want to go too hard on them. They're a really weird team to grade in this whole, you know, scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said, you don't want to go too hard when it comes to the Dolphins fan, fan base. This is the NFL show. We want everyone to win. And the Dolphins have been taking their lickings, I'm sure, in the media for a long time now. Uh, right? Because we were first going through this. I'm like, wait, where's the 32nd pick? And it's like, ah. The Dolphins had it, you know. So we don't want to beat it. We don't want to beat up on the Dolphins too much, Shake. That B is fair, and I'm going to give him a B minus. Um, I said I want to beat him up, beat him up too much, but I gave him a minus. Um, the reason why I say that is they stepped out of bounds. They, they stepped out of bounds. You know, sometimes you go to the track meets, right? Guys are going to the Olympics or gals. They train four years for that one moment, and they fall start before that that whistle blow. Up, ah, stepped out of bounds. Got to go home. Same thing for the Dolphins. They stepped out of bounds last year. Unfortunately, they got to get a B minus, right? It's, you you got to go home. You got to get what you can take with these four picks. But sorry, I'll see you later. So with these picks, pretty decent. Um, we talked about Cam Smith with X Howard being over there, with Ramsey being over there, them going for their first rounder or their first pick, a second rounder as a cornerback. Ah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like. Uh. Uh. You can add, you some, add some depth back there if you want to, you know, move the nickel or safety or whatever. Like if you have that, you know, in your wheelhouse or you want to move Ramsey to safety at some point, the older he gets, like, you know, you want to have a successor. Okay, I see that. But eh. so I'm going to give him a B minus. I'm going to give him a B minus on that. Um, I actually really like that pick. So you and I differ on that. Okay. Yeah, we differ on that. And, you know, Cam Smith, I have it here, right? He can play, probably play safety if he needs to. Um, Great field. He blocks a couple field goals as well. So, you know, you can use him there. Um, but my, my only thing about him is his interception rate, Jake. A lot of times that ball would hit them hands and they would drop like a bad habit. <laughs> and I didn't like that. No, I mean, especially I think those guys also really felt that um, when you watch like the tape of like, say, Forbes. I think Forbes really put guys on notice like, hey, you know what? <laughs> like. You play a position where I don't want to hear there's a reason why you're on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, and you're, you're not a receiver. Okay. I need you to come down with the ball, hits your hands, catch it, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I get that. I mean, I think that was a, a big knock on him. Um, but I, yeah, it's like those two picks. I really like, I like the Higgins pick, the Hayes pick. I'm just kind of indifferent about, but I'm not going to like trash it. Cause it's a seventh rounder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But four draft picks was very, I mean, the Rams had a, a draft high 14. They had four 
they stepped out of bounds. They they they, they scratched Jake. They scratched. They took the L during this draft. So that's why I gotta say to give him a B minus. Um, you know, with Cam Smith talking about his hands, maybe X X Howard can help him. Right? X has been leading the NFL in interceptions. Right? So you got one guy who doesn't catch the rock, and you got one guy who does. <laughs> so they'll do some they'll do some interception drills. I'm sure at practice. So I love the growth for Mr. Cam Smith there, Jake. <laughs> and then go ahead. Well, I, I think that leads us to a team that actually picked more than four times, which could have been literally any team. But we're going to move on to the New England Patriots here. And they just did what the Patriots normally do. They sit there, they either take the player or they trade down, right? They traded down with the Steelers to screw over the Jets. I mean, we talked about that. I told you that pick swap, man. I can't tell you how many times I said it the pick swap, but they traded down to 17. They let the Steelers come up to 14 to get their guy. Um, and it hurt their, you know, their rival, the Jets. And they also snagged for a lot of people's number one cornerback in uh, Christian Gonzalez at 17. Now, what's interesting here, he was my number two but I had him as a top 10 talent and he has a kind of a similar body structure as um, Derwin James and Derwin James fell into the teens. So I'm like confused. Is this type of like ultra athletic frame really good? Like he, the, the knock on, on Gonzalez when I watched the tape is that he just isn't physical enough. Like he doesn't want to play the run um, with physicality. Like he's a very passive run defender but to have him fall to 17 i mean the patriots won this one because that was that was a hell of a pick then they go out and they get Keon white they play a multiple defense camp so Keon white is exactly what i expected them to go after a guy like that a guy like miles murphy like a guy that can play that three four or can play that four three and Keon white originally at um old dominion you know, he's originally a tight end. You know, he moves to the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman, and he killed it with Georgia Tech, you know? And I think he's a guy who was, his stock was at an all-time high, and then right before the draft, it felt like nobody was talking about him. It was He was starting to fall down the rungs. And once again, the Patriots got good value at 46. I think he's a first-round talent. Um, so you talk about getting a first round talent in Gonzalez at 17, a top 10 talent. Then you talk about getting Keon white. Then they got my guy, Marte Mapu, who was one of my guys, um, you know, and they get him at 76. I know there was a certain team that wanted him. That was upset. They didn't get him cough, cough, the Rams, uh, <laughs> Mapu is being listed as a linebacker. Like they draft him as a linebacker. He played safety, um, he goes to the senior bowl and they like him at linebacker. So he didn't test. And I think that's why he fell, but had he tested and showed up the way like Jeremy chin did, uh, he probably would have gone the second early second round, maybe even slid in the first great pick from the Patriots. But this is where it gets weird, Cam, because I didn't <laughs> like the Jake Andrews pick felt like this is a little high for him. Then Chad Ryland. So you go with a kicker in the fourth round. I feel like this is just too early. I really do. Um, city Sal, I had a sixth round on I, I solid player, but a little too early for me. Uh, Antonio Maffi just felt like that was a little high Butte in the sixth round is pretty solid, you know, value there. 
Behringer, the punter, Demario Douglas, Amir Speed, and I love that they got the Jackson State kid, Isaiah Bolden. Yeah. Um, but all in all, Cam, they nailed the first three picks, but this draft was not that impressive. Like, it started off great. Like, they're creating the Mona Lisa, and then they just started making stick figures. You know, they, they you know, it turned into a stick figure. You know, it was like they, they focused so much on the detail of the face, and then they drew stick legs on the bottom. And you're like, <laughs> why did you do that? So that's how I feel. Um, yeah. I mean, is it brutal to say that? Maybe. And I respect the guys that got drafted. I'm not trying to, to trash them. But I just felt like this Patriots draft got off to such a wicked hot start. And I guess just my expectations weren't that high. Then I see them come down with Gonzalez, White, and Mapu in their first three picks. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to kill it. I don't feel like they killed it, Cam. So you know what? Because they got those three guys, it boosts their grade up a little bit. But I'm going to stick here with a B because at the end of the day, you know, you can have three really good picks there, and that does make up the majority of your draft class. But, I mean, you talk about you had four you know, three picks in the fourth round. Andrews to me was a late round center. Um, Ryland's a kicker. I'm sorry. You should never pick a kicker or a punter until the sixth or seventh round. I will, I'll put my foot down on that one. And I thought Sal, it was a little too early for him. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe no, I'm that's a humbug, but you know, that's how I feel. No, nah, that's fair. I mean, you know, you have been covering the jets a little bit. So, Hey, maybe there's like, ah, uh... Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what there. you're doing. Just kidding. This is off the edge. And we're showing each team equal love, right? Each team yeah. equal love. It's unfortunate. No that bias. The, no bias. It's unfortunate that the Dolphins get the short end of the stick at the draft. And we just got to say why, right? And so, but yeah. the Patriots, for me, I give, I'll give them a B plus here at Jake, right? I know you gave them a B. I'll give them a B plus. The reason why I say that. I love the range of their picks. It seems like they got pretty much a lot of positions covered. Like you talk about, you got kickers, you got a punter here in the sixth round as well. So it sounds like they're addressing literally every need that they that they have. I mean, shoot, if you need a water boy, a water gal, probably drafted them too, right? Looking at this, this list. But I'm going to give them a B plus because I think they covered the places that they needed. And the reason why I give me a B plus as well is because Bill Belichick. Right. Bill Belichick can make lemonade out of lemons, Jake. And so if the, if you're I'm not saying you're calling these draft picks lemons. Right. But if they are, quote unquote, lemons, I have faith that Bill Belichick is going to make some nice lemonade. So I'm going to give him a B plus there. Christian Gonzalez, we talk up, <laughs> we talk about him um, in extension. All around player, Mr. Corner, Mr. All that when he gets to the next level, he's going to get in training camp, Jake, and he's going to get tested. They're, um, Bill Belichick's going to be like, hey, man. I know you don't want to tackle, but hey, I, I've coached Hall of Famers. And let me cut on the tape. This is what they do. So I'm going to need you to do the same thing. So I have faith that he'll change that around a little bit. Um, and he'll still be dynamic in the pass game as well. So I, like I said, full confidence in Bill Belichick and changing that around. Um, Keon, Keon White, we talk about our edge guys. He is one of our guys. Very dynamic, great with his hands, can get around the edge. Can he move inside? Put some more weight on. Who knows? But he he's versatile. So I, I like a Keon, Keon White there. And then with Mapu, I mean, Jake, I went back and watched his tape. <clears throat> You'll see he makes like textbook tackles. And I think that's why coaches want to move him to linebackers because his feet are always in place. You you see when he strikes people, his feet are set. And he's a lot, a lot of times he's striking these people within the box, right? He's coming from out the box, in the box, and really 
laying the hammer on these people. And so they're like, hey, if we can maybe add just a little bit of weight to him, right, get him a little bit stronger, he can take on some of these big old linemen that he might be fearful about. But my man can tackle. And another thing, too, my man can cover. So if you get a linebacker and you can do that, you go to your your Mark Barron's, right, where Mark Barron, he can, he was able to tackle one of the best tacklers that I've that I played with. Right. But then he can also cover as well. So Corey Littleton, same thing, one of the better tacklers, but can cover like a defensive back. And I think you get that in Marte Mapu. So they moved to the linebacker. I see why guys are getting more athletic, Jake. So we got to have someone like him to cover him. And then Jake Andrews, um, he, he's like a replica of David Andrews. Jake, uh, I came out of, um, you know, um, training with when it comes to the draft with with David Andrews. And so similar type of guy. They can get a little nasty when you need them to, um, but similar type of build, similar type of player. So I, I see why they did that there. And then Jake going to the kicker piece. Um, we got uh, Bryce Berenger, uh, got six round pick. And then you got our kicker and Chad Ryan. Jake, I mean, my guy, Chad, his leg is automatic. You need to put some points on the board and the vision is good. So, hey, let's find someone to get, score some points. But uh, like you said, drafting a kicker at four, <laughs> I don't know that's, about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if that pays off. Um, you know, no, I look, I, I might be a little unfair towards them. They had a lot of picks. I just felt like, but I felt this way during the draft. And then I go back to the drawing board and I'm like, all right, was I wrong? I don't, I don't feel like I was wrong. Even after the fact, I, I feel like they still did reach on those guys. So it's one of the, yeah. it's one of the things where, you know, you go through the draft in the moment and you're reacting and you're getting it fed to you, you know, you're getting information and you're reacting in that moment. Okay. That's fine. That's one thing. It's another, when you go through and you're like, I'm still having that opinion. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, so yeah. that's where I'm at. Um, but I love the Mapu pick. I love the, the Keon white pick and I love the Christian Gonzalez pick hoping yeah. uh, Patriots fans don't hate me, but those three picks, at the very least, just know they're A plus grades. The rest there's, of the draft. There's uh, one more, Jake. Jake, there's and there's one more, right? Uh, and yeah. I know, we, I know, we talk about the kickers, right? So you got a, uh, you got uh, a Guayo, right? You got a Guayo who got drafted to the, Florida, uh, to the Buccaneers from Florida State, second round. So I played with him. You can go either way. So I, I see what you're saying there. But one person that I want to call out, Jake, that that I feel like the Patriots hit on, Demario Douglas, coming out of Liberty. Now, interesting. Yes, I really like that pick. He was sixth round after all the kickers. But when people think about this, think about Liberty and their program. In these past four to five years, how well they've been doing. They've been upsetting people. Uh, they've just been crushing it. Well, think about who's scoring all these daggone touchdowns, Jake, right? Like, you get great quarterbacks there. Who's scoring all these daggone touchdowns? And it's Demario Douglas. I mean, they're upsetting teams like there's no one's business and he's the one who's catching the football he's the one that's making all this happen i, I put in my notes throw to number three <laughs> throw to mario because he can return the ball he can run the ball um he's their go-to wide receiver and he's a gadget guy he's just mr everything and so i think that's why i'm giving him a b plus as well is because they got a steal in demario and the Liberty put the world college football on notice these past few years, how well they've been playing. And I think DeMario was a reason for that. So B plus for me for the Patriots for getting him. And I'm just going to say, 
Isaiah Bolden. I, I mentioned it already. You know, I really like that pick because um, I, I was hoping Jackson State would. We, we talked about one Jackson State player that might get drafted, uh, but I think was more of a priority free agent. Isaiah Bolden has just the look that the Patriots look for. And, you know, you look at the, the corners and I mean, look, they added Christian Gonzalez, right? They got Jack Jones. They got Marcus Jones. So they go out, they get those guys. They have Miles Bryant, who's played good playing time. Jonathan Jones, great nickel guy, right? Sean Wade even. But there's just, I, I don't know. There's there's something about Isaiah Bolden. He he seems like the perfect, out, come out of nowhere, J.C. Jackson type of Patriots guy. Yeah. I mean, J.C. Jackson was a second, third round talent, in my opinion. And I'm pretty sure they got him undrafted. They get Isaiah Bolden 245. Remember that name. I'm very, I'm pretty high on him. Like yeah. uh, he, he didn't grade out extremely well for me. It's not like I had him as a fourth, whatever, but he's just somebody that like when I was watching the film, I was like, okay. And, and keep in mind, he, he was coached by, uh, you know, primetime. So, you know, there you go. DB coached by Deion Sanders, undefeated season at Jackson state. And, Look, Jackson State, I, I've liked a couple of prospects in the past. Uh, I don't know if you remember Javancy Jones, the linebacker. I liked him. Like, yeah. I, I interviewed him, but uh, furthermore, I really liked his, his um, you know, his tape. And I think Bolden, you know, I think he can be a little bit of a trailblazer here to get, you know, Jackson State back on the map because I know it'll take a little bit after losing a guy like Deion Sanders. But I think that this is going to go a long way for the program. I mean, they got a guy drafted and... Um, you know, we'll go from there, but keep an, keep an eye out for Isaiah Bolden. I'm very excited for him. And he's not a guy I'm willing to bet against as a seventh round pick. No, he's going to have a chip on the shoulder. And to be honest, when I watched his tape and Amir speeds tape from Michigan state, I liked Isaiah's tape a little bit better. And so I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure Isaiah saw that, you know, he saw the Patriots pick a Christian Gonzalez at first. He's like, okay, like I got a corner in front of me. And then Amir, he's like, wait, he probably like, I'm, I'm a better than Amir. So like you mentioned, I think he's going to have that chip on his on his shoulder and he's going to want to fight. For, he's probably feeling like that uh, Mr. Irrelevant right now, right? Seventh pick, HBCU, like no one's really checking for me like that. Watch. And so I, I like that as well, Jake. And then finally, shout out to the Patriots for selecting some of these kids from the HBCUs. When it comes to Hall of Famers in the NFL, a lot of them are coming from HBCUs. So the fact that the Patriots had that in their mind to say not only is he a great football player, but we're going to support this community, like I said, B plus Jake, shout out to the Patriots. Great job in the draft this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll stick with the, the B, but I, I really think that that size and, uh, you know, I think, you know, six, two, two Oh three, get him with that coaching, get him with Belichick and company. And he's already been coached up by, uh, you know, prime. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, may not be overnight. May not be year two, may not even be year three, but he's a guy down the road with a lot of seasoning in the NFL. Uh, he might just emerge someday mm-hmm. as a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good so, stuff. I know. Uh, you know, I'm here all week. Anyway, um, <laughs> New York Jets, right? Yeah. So the Jets go out and they get Will McDonald the fourth. Now, Will McDonald. You talk about our guys. I mean, he's he's like he's our guy. I mean, at we the, talked at the about top. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times we talked about him, but I'm sure we annoyed people. I'm sure I got unsubscribers 
because of how much I talked about this kid. Okay. Um, he's that good. 200. Yeah. 239 pounds. He's being asked to go up against guards and centers and double team opportunities playing four. I, <laughs> <And laughs> I mean, I, he's so out of position. It is ridiculous. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, let's just put it this way. This is how we described it. It's like trying to squat and having somebody trying to shove you while you're squatting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was completely at a disadvantage. He still showed up in the run game. He still showed up as a, a pass rusher. And when he, anytime he got those wide nine reps where he was able to just rush off the edge, not really think too much about it, just have a plan, put it together. Cause he's got a pass rush plan. He was dynamic. Yeah. And so to me, you know, I know that there were a lot of, uh, you know, fans that were hoping he'd fall to their team. And then there were fans of the Jets where he gets picked to 15. And they're like, this is a reach. This ain't no reach. This no. is the second best edge defender in the class. Only behind Will Anderson, in my mind, has a higher ceiling than anybody because he's still young. Okay. He already showed you that he can win in the trenches like that he can win in the four eye so i don't have concerns about that he's battle tested now i know he can take on double teams but uh, like i mean i don't know if you saw but like robert saw is like yeah we're gonna get you out of the four eye and have you come out uh wide nine you know <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's how it should be because that i mean that's a good football coach and it's not to knock um you know, uh, I, you know, Matt Campbell at Iowa state, but, and I think he's a great football coach, but for whatever reason, his system was just incorrect for what will McDonald brings to the table. So you get him with Robert Sala and I'm really excited about the potential of the jets now because, you know, people are like, Oh, we need an offensive lineman. Well, I did tell you, okay, maybe once or twice, maybe I already on the show, I did tell you this is why I didn't like the pick swap for Aaron Rodgers. This is literally why I said this because you missed out on your guy. Okay. I can't stress that enough. You missed out on your guy. You wanted the tackle from Ohio state. Instead, the Steelers come up they trade him. They take him. Right. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. And you so, got, you got two offensive linemen right after that. So it's right after Will McDonald. So it's take it. And my bad, not Ohio state. I mean, Georgia. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, that's why the pick swap sucked because I knew that was happening. Plus you gave the Patriots all the, the leverage. So they turns out they did exactly what I expected. They're basically like, Oh, please, please Pittsburgh come up here. We, you only have to give us a fourth. Normally we'd ask for a third, maybe even an extra second. Just give us a fourth. And that's what they did. They wanted to screw the jets. They did. So the jets stay here. People had an issue with that. No trade down. No going after an offensive tackle. No, they're going to go after the best player on the board. In their mind, that was Will McDonald. In my mind, I think they were right. Now yeah. you have Carl Lawson, John Frank, uh, John Franklin Myers, right? You got Michael Clemens, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff. I mean, all of these rushers, and now you add Will McDonald to that. So now you have some leverage here because it's like if you know you move on from Carl Lawson, all right, well, we have Will McDonald to go. We have JJ3 to go. You got two first-round uh, edge defenders in back-to-back drafts. So I love this pick. It's an A-plus for me. Then you get Joe Tipman at center. Now, everyone wanted the tackle, right? But center's still important. 
I mean, Joe Tipman could still somehow start over McGovern. He's the best center in this draft, no doubt about it. So it's a matter of if they want to do that. I'm not entirely sure about Lakin Tomlinson. I thought he had a bad year last year. So maybe McGovern kicks in at guard or maybe Tipman kicks in at guard, right? But either way, I love the pick at 43. Then they go out and they get Carter Warren. They don't have a pick in the third round, right? So they get Carter Warren. And Warren is going to add to that depth that they have at tackle. They have Max Mitchell, right? They drafted him last year. Dwayne Brown, Makai Becton. Now they add him. And, you know, we'll see what ends up happening. Just kind of draft and stash, right? Good, yeah. good talent. I didn't think he was, he was great, but I thought he was a solid, you know, pick. Then they go out and they get Izzy Abanacanda from Pittsburgh who ran behind Carter Warren. And let me tell you, they were definitely looking at his tape because you, you got our guy, Izzy Abanacanda. And I had him as the fourth best running back in this draft. I think he's got what it takes to be a starting running back. You already have Brees Hall. You have Zonovan Knight. You have Michael Carter. Cam, this team's loaded with running back talent. And then they go out and get Zaire Barnes, who I think is easily going to, you know, has have a chance to compete, make the roster, and then potentially start down the road. He's a guy that they would like for sure. Uh, Jarek Bernard Converse. Uh, one of the greatest names ever uh, <laughs> at cornerback. And then Zach Kuntz, who we talked about, you know, the thing with him is that he's measurables, right? He He's a, a developmental tight end. Well, the great thing about that is you have Tyler Conklin, you have CJ Uzama. So you don't need to worry about throwing him in the fire. You can continue to work with this seventh round project, so to speak. You have him and you have Jeremy Ruckert, who you drafted in the third round last year. No pressure on those guys. You got two veterans, two Conklin yeah. and Uzama that have won and played in big games. Cam, I thought this this draft is really good for the Jets. Was it perfect? No, but I'm going to give them an A minus. Okay? okay, I think this is a really really good draft. I know Jets fans were a little disappointed they didn't get their big marquee tackle. Sometimes this is the way the cookie crumbles, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Will McDonald is going to end up being an absolute star. Yeah, it's you talked about giving the A minus. I was like, is Jake a little bias here? No, you're not. You're spot on with that. I'm gonna give him a B plus. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Um, you talk about Will McDonald. That's complimentary football, right? Let's say your first round, your first pick is Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers, whatever that is. Okay, let's compliment that second on the defensive side. Let's get Will McDonald. Let's get someone who someone who can give him the football back. So they went Aaron Rodgers, and then they went Will McDonald. So think about it that way. Don't think about it. You know, I know it's the draft, but it's it's complimentary ball. And then after they they address the defensive side, right? So they dressed Aaron Don, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They went, they went defense, and they went back to offense. So, you know, for the Jets fans who were like, dang, we should have got our guy, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, an offensive tackle, he can change the game. He can, you know, probably take a team to a championship, but not faster than Aaron Rodgers can. So <laughs> I think right now, with short term, with Aaron Rodgers wanting to go win a Super Bowl, go go compete, this is the best move. I, I love the Jets. It's the best move. Get your Aaron Rodgers. Get a guy who can give him the football back. And then go support Aaron Rodgers. So get your Joe Tipman. Uh, you know, who you mentioned is very solid center. Who can move the guard. Go get your Carter Warren, who blocked for um for, for Izzy. You can't ask for any better than that, Jake. It that's this just this is a complimentary draft. You know, people say complimentary football, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. This is a complimentary draft. So um with Salah. 
Great job. I mean, I think I think he crushed this one. Um, you talk about your Zaire Barnes. Um, one of my notes for him, my man lives in the backfield. So not only do you have Will on that side in the draft, you know, coming to a rookie mini camp and OTAs, you got a guy like Zaire who also lives in the backfield, plays a linebacker, can be off ball, but can also jump to the edge there and make some call cause some havoc. And then you got Zach at the end. Jake, it, it, this is a it's more of a balanced draft. It's more of a balanced draft. I think the Patriots had the the most balanced draft where they got kickers and punters and all types of stuff. <laughs> they got all types of stuff, but I think this is a really balanced draft. It's a, I think this draft for the Jets make them that much more dangerous, especially with the Izzy part, right? Bandicana. If people haven't watched his tape, cut it on. Jake, you've been screaming about him for a long time now. It's kind of similar to Will McDonald. If you haven't watched Izzy's tape, please do us a favor, check it out. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be well supported. You talk about that running back room that you just mentioned. He's going to be so supported. Uh, some of those I have for Izzy, he has wheels. Like it, it just, he has wheels. Um, he gives me that that Alma Kamara excitement where he's breaking runs, and it's like, dang, I'm getting excited. It, this is great. You don't really get that from every running back, but he has it. So Jets, they get a B plus from me. Great job here in this draft, and I think they're going to be super dangerous. Uh, you know, hey, they're going to they're gonna be running the table, Jake. Yeah, I mean, you just, you look at what they did for Aaron Rodgers to support him. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Corey Davis. I mean, because that's a lot of caps that they're carrying right now. But Corey Davis is still in the receiver room, right? You, you still got Denzel Mims. You have Randall Cobb, who is going to be an, a nice wide receiver five veteran presence there. Um, you have Alan Lazard obviously coming over from the Packers familiar face Garrett Wilson you know obviously he's one of the best receivers young receivers in the league and then you look at Mecole Hardman and it's really fascinating with him because like is he a hidden gem here a guy that really wasn't utilized that much with Kansas City because all the weapons that they had like is he somebody that could end up blowing up with Aaron Rodgers now because had they drafted somebody had the Jets gone out at 15 and maybe gotten Jackson Smith and Jigbo like some people wanted them to. I don't think you get that out of Nicole Hardman. I think it kind of minimizes that that signing. So I think, did the Jets draft to protect their signings? No, I think the Jets believe in their signings. I think they really like Nicole Hardman. I think they really like Lazard. I think they really like having Cobb in there. And this is a really good receiver room. I don't know how it's going to look, you know, come September, but it looks good now. And then the tight ends we already talked about running backs are stacked. The offensive lines looking pretty solid. You know, you go out and you get the best center in the draft. You know, you got, in my opinion, you got the second best pass rusher in the draft. You got the, the best center, the fourth best running back, and maybe the eighth best, maybe seventh, seventh or eighth, I believe. Uh, Cause I'm not looking at my notes right now, but seventh or eighth best offensive tackle in the drafting Carter Warren. That's a pretty good draft. Zach yeah. Koontz was my ninth tight end. So, I, I mean, you know, offensively, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and their defense was one of the best last year. So I think people are kind of forgetting that and they only added to it. Like, that's the thing. They added more depth to that defense and you can say what you will. Oh, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? They have a plan, man. You look at their secondary. They went out. They made a really sneaky trade for Chuck Clark that people don't talk about nearly enough. That guy's Mr. Versatility. He can do it all. So you got Chuck Clark, 
You got Jordan Whitehead. You got Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Michael Carter the second. I mean, man, I don't know. I'm feeling really yeah. good about the Jets this year, and I think yeah. any Jets fan should feel good about this draft and just their offseason entirely. Offseason entirely. We talk about Sauce Garner and his sales and his marketing skills, Jake, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, we got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, our guy Sauce is vouched for us. He went on, on social media, burned the cheese head. He did the whole nine. Let's if if Sauce is going to support us in marketing and sales, let's get someone who can support him, right? Let's get someone who can have that quarterback throw the ball just a little bit higher so he can get the interception, right? Let's get that quarterback to throw the ball just a little bit to the left and to the right because Will McDonald is forcing that. So we talk about happy wife, happy life, happy Sauce Gardner, happy Jets football team, right? Now you <laughs> now you got Aaron Rodgers, now you got you got Will McDonald there. They're supporting uh, Sauce Gardner with that. So, like you said, Jake. This is a dynamic draft class. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know if I got really like chills after any of these conversations, but the Jets are giving me the spookies, my man, because it's like, whoa, how good are these guys going to get? I think the Eagles gave me that a little bit, too. It's like, man, you got to kind of this is not fair. Don't let them do that. Same thing with the Jets. It's like, whoa, these guys are making too many power moves. Let's 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 put this to the side. But I think the Jets, I think they probably have the most dangerous draft here. Just talking through it. I think I felt the most energized speaking about them and some of their their selections. So, man, I, I think there's the winners overall for me. Just kind of recapping our past couple of days. The Colts did really well. Steelers did really well, really well. And the Jets, like these are the three teams that stick out in my mind that these past couple of days have given me that. Whoa, I can't wait to cut their tape on. So great job by the Jets. That's how I felt about the Bengals too. So we'll see with the Jets, but I've been saying for a minute now that defense is not, you know, not, they're not slouch. And that team should have won 10 games last year. They could win 12 or 13 this year. They're they're that good. So uh, it's all up to Aaron Rodgers. If he plays like last year, I don't know. But if he if he plays like two years ago, this team could be in the Super Bowl realistically. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for us. But of course, before we leave, we have our featured NFL player wishing a happy birthday, happy 78th birthday to offensive guard of the New York jets, Randy Rasmussen. He turned 78 today, 199 starts in his career. Uh, super bowl champion, AFL champion drafted 12th round by the jets played all 15 years with them. I know this somewhat became the jets show, uh, in like no time <laughs> at all, but uh, fun fact, I was telling cam, off air uh so you know shout out to randy rasmussen my first ever autographed card um i had a student teacher and i don't know if i don't remember if she was related to him or she knew him or whatever i think she was related to him um i don't remember the relation but she knew i was into football uh, even at the early age back in <laughs> second grade yeah. And so she she's like all right you you talk about football nonstop have you ever heard of randy rasmussen and I don't remember what I said because I was in second grade, but <laughs> I probably said no. And uh, she ended up telling Randy about me and uh, Randy signed a football card and she gave it to me in the next day in class. Wow. And she said, yeah, and it was it was really cool. I still have the football card. I should have, you know, if I had more prepared, I would have showed it on the thing. <laughs> but that would have been so cool. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, Randy Rasmussen, 78 yeah. today. Whoa, big seven, eight to big Randy and shout out to Randy for making my guy Jake's day. Right. I think one thing 
that goes to what say it's all about <laughs> for athletes you just never know you got to treat people well because you never know what impact you'll have on that person's life and not only athletes which anybody in general so great job randy being a model citizen for our nfl community happy birthday brother even at second grade in second grade and i remember it to this day i'm there sure my dad does my my mom does i remember coming home and yeah so anyway that's gonna do it be sure to follow my guy at cameron lynch 50 follow me at jk bogan and follow the channel at off the edge show i don't know why i almost forgot that <laughs> uh also be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we're flying up the rungs we're almost at 500 subscribers we're getting there and we're over 60,000 views so we appreciate you but if you haven't already be sure to hit that thumbs up button and uh also be sure to subscribe thank you guys so much take care we'll see you guys soon